0: Greetings, adventures, and welcome to GNGG Cast.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Good Night and Good Game, your geek news roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week is our producer, Tony. Hello. And unfortunately, our host, Hector, is out this week. Uh, A work situation came up, and he's no longer able to make it with us, but he'll be back next week.
2: Yeah, it really, life sucks. Yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) when work (sighs) situations come up, you just can't have... He's on call. Like, we've all been there. Yeah.
2: So yeah, our our hearts go out to Hector. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: But he will be back next week. And this week on the show, after the news, we're going to break down all the amazing announcements that was shown at the Sony showcase, the premiere today. But before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. I'll be wrapping up the PT script hopefully this week, and we can announce a date for its release soon. With all that out of the way, it is time for the prelude. Prelude. All right, this is the prelude. This is what we've been doing with ourselves this week. What we've been watching. What we've been playing. What's been occupying our free time. Tony, go ahead and tell me what
2: you've been doing. Uh, I want to bring up a show called Heels. I haven't brought it up yet. I don't think. Right.
1: I I, I think you've mentioned to me outside of the show, but I don't think I've had you talk about it. I
2: want to make sure because it's it's uh, a new show. Yeah, it's a new show. It's only been on four episodes. It's through Stars, uh, I believe. Yes, Stars. Um, It is a show about wrestling. Okay. And specifically, it's a small town, local wrestling...
1: Is this a world that takes wrestling as a reality, or does it, like... It's go? kind of... It's just our reality. Okay. It is...
2: Everybody knows that wrestling is fake, but okay. also wrestling is fun, and right. that it's a thing. So it's this community has a wrestling theater, okay. like, essentially. cool. And, um, well, the guy that was leading it kills himself, mm. and his sons have to kind of take over. That's a dark start to the show. Yep. Um... <laughs> One takes over, was already kind of knew he was going to be in the role of uh, taking over the business anyway. He Mm -hmm. plays the heel in the scripts and he writes the scripts. He's played by Stephen Amell. Right. I love Stephen Amell. This is awesome. I'm pretty sure whenever he was doing all the WWE stuff, all he was doing was doing background research for this. Probably, yeah. And also getting a bunch of the people that were that are wrestlers to be on the show because that's yeah. also a thing that if you like yeah. wrestlers, they're I, this on feels, there. Uh,
1: I haven't watched it yet, but there's a lot of this show that feels like it was a passion project. Yeah. There was a picture he actually posted. Um, I don't know if they're filming here, but he posted a picture the other day while they were filming, and it's definitely on 6th Street in Austin. And he just like, got a tattoo on a place on 6th Street for while they were filming this
2: okay um no it takes place in georgia okay Um, so i think that that's where it is filmed as well i don't don't have that fact in front of me but the the cast is great um everyone involved in it is uh, alexander ludwig plays ace of spade his little brother Mm -hmm. um it's the spade family got it got it there's king spade jack spade is stephen amell's character and then ace yeah it's so it's like this like life drama of like what it's like to be a professional wrestler i in my brain it's friday night fights okay if you like friday night lights this is the grown-up version about wrestling okay you've sold me i absolutely like, do want to see this yeah i love the hell out of it already mm. this is going to be if they honestly, can keep Steve, up with it
1: honestly if Stephen amell wasn't as good as an actor as he was i probably would have tuned out of arrow a long time ago
2: yeah, I honestly once he left, I stopped. I, yeah, in I, fact, I, I stopped watching most of the CW stuff. Right. Yeah, like they wrapped um, up, they wrapped up Arrow, and I was like, great, that's done. Okay, he isn't. I mean, he's just one of the everybody in the show that is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that as long as the writing keeps up and the show keeps up the quality that it is doing, mm-hmm. it's going to be talked about when one of the best dramas that's on really? TV wow. for well, the next couple it. of years. Because I don't think stars is getting rid of it. It's already gotten like, getting really good traction. Everybody's like, yeah, it's good Like, just watch it nice like fuck hbo's weird (sighs) going to hawaii racist show Mm. just just watch this one this is the good like summer drama that we needed okay cool is there anything else you did this week um yeah i just gonna leave it at that okay great uh i'll keep mine really
1: brief it has been a very long week for me Um, A lot of stress. In fact, you know, I think one of the things we don't talk about in in the world enough is mental health, and we absolutely should. And by the way, this is not going to be a downer. It ends on a high note. Um, But it was a really rough week for me. I was very, very stressed, and it takes a lot to get me to, like, stressed-out levels. And when I do, I tend to shut down a little bit. Um, So one of my go-to to to get out of a funk things is I put on lo-fi music, and I play Overwatch, and I play Mystery Heroes because it's just the most low stress of Overwatch one can play um and over the course of the week we had an extra monitor floating around the office here and uh, I have had the same monitors for years. They are not good monitors um that they' just They were average, they get the job done. But I swapped out uh, one of our monitors for one of the newer ones. It is by no means a great monitor, but it is better than what I was using. Um, And so I'd been in this kind of funk and all i have been doing is listening to Lo-Fi, playing some Overwatch. Um, And then I started playing on the new monitor and the new monitor being at least better than what I had been using. I noticed my KDR or kill death ratio substantially change. Um, I was suddenly able to do things I had never been able to do previously. And it was like a superpower had unlocked. Like, I like I, I, loathe playing Widowmaker the sniper because I just, I can't yeah. ever seem to click heads. And now I'm just n- clicking heads left and right. Yeah. It was weird. Like, it was. It's,
2: it's called You Can See More Frames Now. Yeah. Um, even like, going between 30 to 60 because I think that's what the monitor jump you went to. Mm-hmm is you're still capping your frames at 60 but that you literally doubled the amount of frames you're now seeing from right. what I think the what old monitor was right and that is a lot yeah and I get that like we both and work some it- people actually makes them sick because they're so used to the older one mm-hmm. that they're used to that old console feeling yeah that switching over to high frame rates and even once you start going to 120. 100 it was like the what I would say the base is what frame rate should be right now mm-hmm. because after about 120 I don't notice a difference. Right. Uh, Linus Tech Tips has a wonderful video going with professional gamers on different equipment, blind testing all mm-hmm. of these things, and proving that yes. Monitors actually do make a difference for how fast you can. click
1: Yeah, something. it it blew it, my mind, sure. and obviously we both work in the tech industry and we're both gamers, and we we know this thing in the back of our heads, but I'd never experienced it myself.
2: Now, I, have, and I it am just... very vocal to at least the people I play with on like on Destiny on how to get the maximum shit out of your frames. Yeah, because as I'm running on a, an older video card, I'm just trying to make the game play the way the best yeah. way it can yeah. on a consistent basis because that card even drops below 60. Yeah. And so that's one of the, I'm glad you're now playing it a little bit faster. Um, yeah, my it's game's- It's going have, to change a lot of different things. My it's, games I,
1: my games have been so vastly mm-hmm. different. I mean, I'm coming in and just like wrecking shop where I thought I, I'm, and I'm not playing any better. I haven't been playing a lot of Overwatch. All that changed was my monitor being swapped mm-hmm. out. And it seemed like that one thing- Plus my years of playing Overwatch just like melded into a thing Mm -hmm. now like I used to avoid playing a lot of heroes that were a little bit more accuracy based because I was just like maybe I'm just a bad shot. And now I'm going at it like I I don't think I am. I think I'm actually fairly average, you know, in in terms of of shooting and I just my resources, you know, when it came to the technology were kind of wearing me down. Mm-hmm. I had kind of a similar experience back way back in the day uh, when I was playing Final Fantasy 14. Um, you know, I was playing Final Fantasy 14 and I had this one extreme dungeon back in the OG like Final Fantasy 14. And I just kept losing and losing and losing, kept dying over and over again. And I was getting frustrated with the game and I was just like, I just don't know if I want to keep doing this. And then around that time, you know, our com- our, our computer burned out. We got a new video card put in went in played the the exact same thing doing the exact same things that i did with the new map and the only difference was it was f- so much faster that i could see where the enemy attacks were supposed to happen when they were supposed to happen whereas mm-hmm. i wasn't seeing that before
2: yeah uh field of view is something that i max out instantly i don't give a shit how much it tanks the performance. It needs to be as, as I need to be able to see the widest amount of the screen. The problem wasn't field
1: of view. It was that the equipment that we were running was, was so not able to keep up with what was being going on the screen that the enemy would be dropping their AOE attacks, which you can visually see, like it is a orange spot on the ground you can see, but it was happening at such a different rate than I was seeing it because the enemy was doing it, but the video card didn't lay that, that thing on the ground until two seconds later. So I was always getting one-shotted because I didn't know I was supposed to be stepping outside of the area. I what you're talking about.
2: No, yeah, no, that is one of the problems with playing um, some games is the graphical effects that go about. Mm-hmm. You can literally crash games. Yeah. Like... I found out you can crash Destiny if you play a, this one type of way. It's it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of funny. It's just, yeah. it's very hard to do, but you can actually crash the game by just making too much particle effects happen yeah. on a shitty system. It doesn't crash any for anybody else. It's just you because your graphics card sucks.
1: Right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the, I guess the opposite of the story is, hey, invest in a nice monitor. It will improve your yep. gaming. It's pretty cool. That's everything that we have for the Prelude this week. We're going to take a small break. and we come back, we'll be going into our main news segment in the Weekly Raid.
2: Weekly Raid.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the weekly Radar News Roundup for the week. Now, I hate starting the show out on a sad note, but we do have to mention that actor Michael K. Williams passed away this week. Uh, He was such a fantastic actor. A lot of us know him from his roles in uh, Lovecraft Country, uh, Boardwalk Empire, and of course The Wire. Uh, So it is a sad note, but I just wanted to take a moment for us to raise our glass to just another one of the great ones that that are now gone.
2: All right. oh, his voice. I'm sorry. Right? So like, I'm just, yeah. <sighs> yeah. The most amazing voice. He, the I- iconic face. Well, everything about him. Like, I don't know too much about his personal life. and think, and that's yeah. not for yeah. acting. But I love him as an actor. I yeah. still love him as an actor. Yeah. And uh, we are we are a little bit uh, lesser in the world for having him passing. Absolutely.
1: All right. With the sad stuff, let's get into some happy stuff. Obviously, we got to get back into spooky season. Um, let's see here what's the first thing i want to talk about for spooky season um let's see oh the baby spookies let's talk about baby spooky stuff uh we talk so much on the show about how much we want horror for a younger audience um we're getting a little bit of that this year, um, for, so I like to call it the baby spooky section. Uh, Disney has announced a new animated uh, Star Wars Lego special that will premiere on October 1st. Um, it's called Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. It will be on Disney+. Plus. Nice. The special will take place after The Rise of Skywalker, and it's weird that they specify this because I'm wondering if they're trying to make this canon. Um, it takes place after Rise of Skywalker, and it will star Poe and BB-8 as they explore Darth Vader's mysterious castle.
2: Well... Um... I like that Lego is having as much fun as they can with uh, those movies, Mm -hmm. because the Christmas special was awesome, Mm -hmm. because it almost redeems them in a little way, Mm -hmm. Uh, but... (laughs) Yeah, let let Lego keep making fun of them, and it's great. Because they do get to make fun of the Star Wars series. Like, that's the one thing that
1: Lego gets away with. And those
2: three movies need to be shot at. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that it's, like, officially shot at.
1: Oh, yeah, with the uh, (laughs) new upcoming Lego uh, Rise of Skywalker, where you played through the nine films in the Lego game. Like, they made it very honest in the trailer. Like, we're going to be making fun of Star
2: Wars this whole fucking time, y'all. So, and I I can appreciate that about it. Yeah, there's, uh, this is, there's, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Disney Plus is also putting out a Haunted Mansion um, Muppets crossover thing. Okay. I don't really know much about it, except so it's the Muppets and the Haunted Mansion. And it's was like, cool, you kind of sold me with that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need more information. Um, there's the Kristen Ritter... Show that's coming out on Netflix soon. Yes, we talked
1: about that briefly. Yeah, I just want to bring up more stuff for kids that's coming out like soon. I'm like, this is awesome. A lot of great horror for kids coming up. It's it's really great. Uh, we do have one more piece of little spooky news, and that is that Netflix, of course, is going all in on Halloween. We just spoke about the Kristen Mitter movie that's gonna be coming out. Um, they're calling it their Netflix and chills lineup. Um, one of the films are going to be showing is going to be called scaredy cats and the premise, uh, I'll just give you kind of the byline here, uh, on Willow Ward's 12th birthday, she inherits a beautiful charm necklace that belonged to her mother who was a witch. Uh, she so- soon learns that two bad witches, Wilma and Wanda are after her locket so they can have ultimate power. And she alongside her best friends, scout and Lily turn into cats to escape. They must use the necklace and her witch powers to defeat the bad witches and save their town. Cool. It sounds
2: I like. I mean, like fine. I just again. I would if, if I was at a Halloween party mm-hmm. this year, if that was a possible thing that can't happen. Um, and you have that time where there's like kids over. Mm-hmm. I would love to have that on in the background. And be like, I'm right. just gonna watch this with the kids till like it's time for them to go the fuck to sleep or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Slice it on. Have a good time. You know. And then yeah. it's, it's adult time. We put on the horror movies on afterwards. Yeah, I would, I would totally want to watch this. Yeah, it's really I great. great we're
1: just hearing more and more about these, <laughs> um, you know, Halloween themed things for kids. I mean, I watched a really ridiculous YouTube video about the history of Hocus Pocus recently. And to kind of get me in spooky season, a lot of what they talk about in there is like, yeah, so this movie did really bad, y'all like really bad. And it's like, but now it's like one of the most beloved things that we have because we just don't have a lot of movies like that anymore. And so that's why I get so excited about hearing this stuff because while I don't have kids, I want other people who do have kids to be able to like put on something that may be a little bit scary, a little bit Halloween-y for them to get them into the season because those kids will all eventually grow up to be
2: goth kids too. I can remember so much of the behind the scenes effects stuff that was just done in Behind the Magic for Hocus Pocus. I did
1: not know, this is just fact dropping for y'all, that the oh, black cat Binks in Hocus Pocus was later repurposed to be Salem in Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
2: That is the same cat. That makes complete sense.
1: Yeah, everybody that I tell it to is like, I didn't know that either. But.
2: I don't know if I knew that or not, but I'm like, that makes... Com- yeah. Yes, that makes complete So, yeah, Binks of
1: Salem, just so you know.
2: <laughs> Why okay. would you need to ever make another black cat? Right. If you were this, the people doing it. Well, like, they were but, also one of the... For, yeah,
1: a lot of what they talk about in the little <laughs> mini documentary that I watched was just, like, a lot of the tech that we use in Hocus Pocus was, like, really new, by the way, guys. Also, we built the Sanderson sisters' house. Like, we built... That was a thing that we built. <sighs> yeah, so... It's, it's, it's a really nifty thing, a lot of fun. It was really cool. Um, let's get into some weird spooky news. So, also from Netflix, this October, they are putting out an interactive movie. And I cannot believe that I'm saying this. It's called Escape the Undertaker. Now, before I say what it is, I just want you to guess what Escape the Undertaker is. You could just say the stupidest thing that comes off the top of your head.
2: It's In my mind, it's the Undertaker from wrestling, and you have to... It's, I already know the thing because <laughs> I already read the thing, but it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's like, yeah, this totally makes sense. I don't know the wrestlers overly involved, like that are involved in this out, uh, yes. outside of my friends that watch it. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's that group. We, we used to watch a lot. Yeah. I used to watch a lot of it. And I know the Undertaker is, but when I read the the byline of it, I was like, oh, it's this group. I know that tag team. They're very funny. Yeah. This sounds very humorous and where is this available at? Cause I know yeah, the so WWE this, has its own. This streaming is going to be on Netflix.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, this so is a, I, this is a Netflix interactive movie. So the idea is the current tag team that exists in the WWE, uh, called the, the new day.
2: Yeah. The new day. And it, it's they, the other team I'm thinking of it. They are very funny. Yeah. They're the ones that do the unicorning thing. Um, very flamboyant i'm gonna stop there yeah
1: yeah but so these tag team wrestlers the premise of it is that this tag team is in the undertaker's mansion which by the way is just completely haunted has traps in it like and also the undertaker is hunting them and it is an interactive netflix movie this is
2: so ridiculous i am all on board that they think the undertaker has a mansion Never in my life did I actually think Undertaker had a mansion. No. no, I thought he had a trailer and these he'd be escaping the tunnels from underneath it. (laughs) I think that made more sense to me. I I think this is just like a movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. he definitely doesn't strike me as a mansion kind of guy. He's a a very humble
2: dude. With the hat and the duster, everything. No, yeah. that's a guy who lives in a trailer and burrows <laughs> and fucking. He's
1: more like, uh, guy, like Texas Chainsaw yeah. style. I was thinking about House Hill's of a Thousand eyes. Corpses. Hill, yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses. It's, if
2: Undertaker lived in a, lived in the in the same land as a House of a Thousand Corpses, but a trailer off to the yeah. side of it. That's specifically this, what I'm talking. This warms
1: about. my heart because I do not watch wrestling uh, anymore, but I did a lot as a kid, and the Undertaker was always my favorite character in wrestling. And he too old to wrestle. Man. Yeah. When he kind of, he, he recently a couple of years ago stopped wrestling and he retired and everything. And I was like, you know, I wonder what he's going to go on and do. Cause like th- this is kind of his whole stick. It has been for like 30 years. This one thing. Nope. He's going to still do it. We're just going to do it. Movie. Well, board, I
2: hope that it's done well. And with heart, because I've seen some of the movies that are done with WWE characters. Yeah. Um, this seems like it's going to be like the Kane movies where, Because Kane is Undertaker's little brother. Yeah, Uh, He's this like murdery guy doing haunted mansion killing people thing. It was very awful. There's like uh, three of uh, them. Chad is
1: asking a very good question right now. How is this going to be interactive on Netflix? Netflix actually has a couple of specials uh, that are quote interactive right now. Uh, One of the Black Mirror episodes, Bandersnatch, uh, is completely interactive. It is choose your own adventure. Um... Game that is also a TV episode, and as you watch it with somebody, at certain points, a timer will pop up on the screen, and with your DVD remote or TV remote, you just press and you know up, down, left, right, and it registers that, and then it will then change the scene based on those
2: decisions. You yeah, know, it's they actually have multiple ga- uh, games that exist, yeah, um, like game games from uh, Minecraft that are yes, on there a you Minecraft can go play game. that are using the exact same technology. Yep. It's the there's enough. Timing between the movements to allow the latency of yep. the change thing. I like it. Uh, the fact we're getting this from WWE on Netflix is awesome. I thought at first it was going to be on the their own pay per view channel thing. They have their own streaming sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have, the, 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 yeah, they have a streaming service. service that I'm not part of because I am not part of wrestling. Yeah. I, but I do know people that do have this service, yeah. and there's some really. If you're part of it, you get reality shows and oh yeah, if you're
1: all whole kinds of other
2: it. stuff. It's Apparently, it's a really good time yeah. to be a wrestler. And all the history. You get to watch, like, every match ever.
1: Yeah. But. Um, yeah. Also,
2: watch Heels. We talked about yeah, it really. Yeah, we just talked about <laughs> Heels. It all
1: comes together on this. Uh, over in the world of Bungie, uh, we found out this week they're hiring for a new senior executive to take the world of Destiny and break it out of video games by creating an extended universe that will go into other media, such as television, film, comics, and audio formats.
2: Yes, this... We saw this coming. (laughs) Whenever we knew they were hiring someone to make the the Destiny Bible, Mm -hmm. obviously that's the direction they're going. If you need someone to come in and instead of wrapping up the project, when they said, like, we now know the next, again, three expansions, right? Because they added another one. Mm -hmm. Instead of just ending the whole series, they are going to take the existing property keep writing about it, but make these Bibles so they can tell these extended stories mm-hmm. because they don't want to just throw it away at the end of, when it's done. Right. They don't want, they want to have it grow beyond what it is because the mythology that they've created has sparked such a massive fan base. Mm. And, I, and this they can is not mon- they can uncommon find ways to make for Bungie.
1: Himself. I mean, when Bungie was working at, on Halo, this is exactly the shit that they, they wanted, wanted to do, do, do movies and stuff. Yeah, they wanted to take it out and do
2: it. That was, you know, early days of video game, movie, Microsoft. Sure. That was a, there's a wonderful story about the Halo scripts mm. and how but, fucking weird that but, was. But <laughs> there's,
1: such, there's a reason why those old school Halo commercials, all of us Halo fans can turn one of those on and just start crying. Because they're just they're done that well. They made them to be these like single stories that you just tell in two minutes, yeah, and by the end of it, you're like, "And I'm sad."
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe when we get closer to December, we will have more information about the 30th anniversary, and maybe three four three will be a, a part of it. Because yep. at this point, nothing about Halo has actually been officially announced as part of Bungie's 30th anniversary celebration. Mm. So even though you can totally make out certain armaments that are from Halo, right. it has not been officially announced, announced in right. any way that Microsoft and Bungie are working together on that. That's the next big thing that's coming out right. um, for people. There's a new dungeon, it brings back Galahorn. I am wearing my Galahorn shirt. Not because I just wear my <laughs> Galahorn shirt. Uh, <laughs> okay,
1: but yeah, this all makes sense. It seems like this is just what Bungie does, and for them to be moving Destiny into these realms, it's just kind of what we've we, already we got them into
2: plan. comic books, and there was some backlash against the writing, and they've righted their ways, and they know the audience and the age group and how they can expand it. Mm-hmm. The storytelling has never been better, right than it is right now, mm-hmm. and it just seems that they are going to be able to continuously keep giving us this level good. of good storytelling. I dig it. And if they can bra- branch that out into, I'm guessing pres- probably the first thing we're going to get is animated stuff. Probably. Yeah. Um,
1: I think that when they were mentioning it, they were saying that specifically they did something for TV. They'd want it to be animated. Yeah.
2: That If they gave someone with actual con directorial controls over the camera, you could shoot the thing in-engine. You could. I would love to do a in-engine right. game. Like it looks that good at this point. You're like, you can just do a fantasy world with the monsters. Right. I don't know, that's true. my own personal thought, but since I've known that they were doing the world designing or world uh, gathering mm-hmm. person, the branching out into these mediums, it's just gotten, the game is huge. Yeah. At this point, it just, it, they've grown so much, and the fan base just keeps getting bigger and more loyal.
1: Yeah uh let's see here also looking to expand from video games riot games has hired brian wright an ex netflix executive as their chief content officer Uh, his job will be helping to be the bridge between projects like league of legends and help them get made into television or film projects uh kind of like the show arcane which is the upcoming league of legends netflix series
2: league of legends has a uh, had that series? I thought they had multiple series coming out on Netflix. Soon. They've got a lot in the works, but yeah. they needed somebody about to kind of be their characters. Yeah, they're doing solo games as well. Yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up because mm. I'm—I never played League of Legends. Mm. I don't give a fuck about that game type, right? But they showed me now like three different offshoot games that are not that. Yeah. That just—they're all a uniquely more of it. different. Yeah, I'm kind of like I'm, I'm on board for that and. Yeah. That's literally what Bungie's going to be doing, by the way. They're going to expand it the same yeah. kind of way. They're like, yeah, we're going to make a Netflix show. We're going to do a thing. Yeah, like, I, I'm i happy that League of Legends is kind of leading, leading the board on this. Between this and Monster Hunter, uh, their interact, uh, work with Netflix and getting their cross-promotional tie-ins because, well, Netflix doesn't have IPs, and video games want to get their IPs into more locations other than in controllers. Mm-hmm. It's, especially when you build Makes these sense. giant fucking worlds star wars is yeah. great but i think the world of destiny has a lot more going on for it right. um no actually star wars is better because <laughs> <laughs> has a bold statement sir that is a bold statement. no no star wars is better even though star wars has way more worse parts than destiny <laughs> does <laughs> but i that's groundwork that even if we're not seeing uh like a a show that might apply to us, mm-hmm. League of Legends is branching out into enough variety that one of them will probably apply because that's what they're doing with their games. They're gonna try and find something that applies to you to get you into their universe. Yeah,
1: that makes complete sense. Though we make an, we make an animated yeah. feature or a uh, you know a game that's a different game type. We put it out into the ether, see who picks up on it, and hey, if you find that animated series or that game and you love it, and you go, I wonder more about this universe. They're like, yeah, by the way, there's this whole game.
2: League of Legends has a huge community about the lore lovers and those characters and how they've evolved sure. over, like, and how their interactions work. These games are exploring that, and mm-hmm. so you can go into it and say, hey, I really like this one character. Holy shit, there's more of it in this and this. You it's, know who could
1: be doing that right now, but isn't, Overwatch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> They get really used to be doing that exact same thing. They, right they now. maybe should have started that a few years ago. Yeah, they got close whenever they started exploring some characters' backstories in the one-off story missions. But trying to give a first-person shooter game story missions for Blizzard apparently is impossible.
1: <laughs> well, that's Overwatch too, though. That's where it's supposedly it's all single-player. No, it took them a
2: long time, and I really liked by the end the last story missions I was playing in Overwatch. Yeah. I hope they give us another season of just play all the story missions before two comes out. Yeah. Because that would be really fun. Yeah, that'll absolutely um, happen. Yeah. Because I, I, I've, I've only gotten to experience them like once yeah. when they happened. Absolutely. And then you, yeah. Either way, that's Overwatch. So. But Next speaking time. of Overwatch... <laughs> Let's continue oh, down More that trail. Um,
1: it was reported this week that not only will the Overwatch League come back for its new season in April, but the players that will be competing in the Overwatch League uh, will be playing on an early build of Overwatch 2. That does not mean that Overwatch 2 is coming out then, it is just that the players will be playing on an early build of Overwatch 2. Um, this followed reports that this year the Overwatch League has actually seen a dramatic uptick in viewership from past seasons.
2: I'm really happy that they we got to see the viewership numbers cuz I was very worried that they had lessened because the switch between Twitch and YouTube and everything yep. and it's been a messy ride so far. It has far. been. It has been. And the every the backlash with Activision and Blizzard, it's been an even messier that ride and it's going messier. to continue to keep being so. Yep. Um the players playing on Overwatch 2 cool I guess the game's close enough to a one so the mechanics aren't going to be too fucked up and they're just going to have
1: it's going to be a weird jump because we're going to be when Overwatch League came like how much out, time are they
2: playing this so like is it the day one like is this is this the wizard where they get to play Super Mario 3 for the first time I don't think on TV? so
1: I, I would assume if the Overwatch League is starting in April and they've got to be playing and working on a professional level to play it
2: mm-hmm.
1: by December they need to have that game in yeah. their hands
2: reason why I was wondering how much time they had because I remember whenever they put out the April Fool's update mm-hmm. and we played it and some characters were just way too overpowered yeah and some were why the fuck did you even give them this ability it makes no sense mm-hmm. and
1: then there were some like that really and some cool. of
2: them were like yeah because we wanted you to test out stuff that's going to be in overwatch too and mm-hmm. you didn't know about it haha I'm like, okay, which one of those is the ones that worked because some of those were fucking awful and those characters should never exist? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a, It's a really complicated question, right? Because the Overwatch League is something that when it started airing, Overwatch had been out for a while. Mm-hmm. We were all accustomed to it. We were all used to it. So when we went into watching the Overwatch League, we were familiar with the fundamentals of the game and like went... Yeah, we know how each character works and we can our our viewing is based on that. Mm-hmm. We will be going into the next season of the Overwatch League with drastic changes in a way that you and I will have no idea what they are. The yeah. casters it will be up to the because casters because we're getting
2: one what is it? Now <clears throat> one tank? Yeah. And was it one healer? No, no, it's
1: it's it's 5. Sorry. It's okay, w- so. it's one tank, 2 DPS, 2 healers. Okay. So we're dropping a tank.
2: And that made a lot of tank players mad and everybody kind of went, it's a video game, find another one. Yeah.
1: It, it's a complicated thing, but yeah, it's you and I were able to go watch the Overwatch League and it made sense to us because we played Overwatch, whereas now we're going to be going into the Overwatch League next season with Overwatch 2 being shown, and that means that there is a, a weight on the casters to explain the action in a more granular detail because we will not be used to what's going on within the game itself.
2: At this point, the casters that they have are kind of locked in. I don't imagine that's changing between this, the end of this season and next season, because this one's kind of not ended yet, right. um, and the beginning of next season. Once the next season begins, the the casters have all will also have had to have had time with the yeah, games absolutely. who know the yeah. changes because character names will change yep. or locations whatever they're gonna to have to know what those mechanics are because they can't go going blind because that would just be awful <laughs> yeah it would be absolutely
1: awful so they will have a lot of prep time i believe in what they're doing with it um it just seems weird to me but it had to happen at some time because they were like what if we launch overwatch 2 in the middle of a season That's something we
2: asked whenever they announced overwatch 2 is when do you switch out right when do that was even before we even knew it went down to five players yeah um and at this point, if the game's coming out soon enough that the next season, it will happen basically in the next season, mm. then cool. That that's I, that gives me a rough time frame of when now I want to get to play Overwatch 2. Sure. Wait, no, it's still owned by a company I can't <laughs> give money to.
1: Yeah, understandable. Um, let's speak about companies, though. Holy shit. The next thing that's about to come out of my mouth. On September 4th, this last week, the CEO of Tripwire Interactive, the studio behind the hit game Killing Floor, made a series of tweets about the disgusting anti-abortion laws in Texas saying how he was behind them as a, quote, pro-life game developer. Needless to say, the internet did not take that opinion kindly, and he was swiftly removed from the company. Tripwire has released a statement saying, quote, Gibson's comments do not reflect those of Tripwire Interactive as a company. His comments disregarded the values of our whole team, our partners, and of a, our much broader community. Our leadership team at Tripwire, we are, from all of us, from our leadership team at Tripwire, we are very sorry, uh, very sorry and are unified in our commitment to take swift action to foster a more positive environment.
2: This happened. That dude's a fucking douche, and we fired the fuck out of him. This (laughs) happened
1: within hours, y'all. I was reading this in real time on Twitter when it happened. He made this statement, and I follow a lot of game developers, especially game devs from here in Austin. He posted that, and they were all like, "Oh yeah, bad take, bro." And then, like two
2: hours later, nope, gone. It was glorious. I that I. I have no words for how happy I am at this moment. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm just happy. Like, they that two
1: hours was spent, like, everybody getting into a Slack meeting, being like, hey, we all agree this is bad, right? All right, cool. Who's going to be stepping up to do this next? Have, who's all the, right,
2: where's our lawyer?
1: Yep, here's that our guy. chain of command. Yeah, we need. you're going to be the next chain of command. Can we get the lawyer, please? Is this okay? Yeah, cool. All right. Hey, bro, by the way, this is your day off. This is Labor Day, and you're fired. <laughs> Like, our, how good, do you get fired on your day right, off? Right. Like one of our friends posted on that thread just a picture from Friday that said, man, how do you get fired on your day off? And I was just like, it's so perfect. It's just, yes, this is what I want to see more of. We have such a problem. We So often in the show we talk about the negative things that happen in the industry and then something like this happens and you're just like, I love you guys sometimes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like more people be like this, please. Uh, Overall, okay. it was a, a series of... Unfortunate events. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, about a week ago, Sony announced oh. that the upcoming Horizon uh, Forbidden West would only have a PS4 to PS5 free upgrade if you bought the higher end versions of the game. Basically, making you buy like the eighty to hundred dollar version of the game.
2: Yeah, that was like um, when it was Activision, one of the sports games. They're like, hey, yeah, you can totally get the PS5 version of I think it was the NBA like twenty or. 22 no, or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, but only if you pay the extra version on PS4 do you get the free upgrade to right. PS5. Otherwise, you have to buy it again. Right. And it's like, what the, now, the now, fuck are you even talking now, about? Now there are it's, some, so, it's so dumb to me.
1: Right. There are some games that exist across both platforms where the rule is kind of like, hey, if you buy it for the $60 copy, you got to pay like 10 bucks, and we'll just upgrade you to the next version. And that's fine. And the internet's been totally okay with that. But there's been a lot of games where they've been offering free upgrades. Yeah, and so to, this the, one people were angry with because it was being gatekept behind a, a really higher end version version of the game and they're like but what what if i don't want the deluxe edition what if i don't want the collector's edition i just want to buy the game and get an upgrade i'm willing to pay five bucks for a fucking upgrade at that point because nobody can get a ps5 well sony went back on it this week um and said they, they retracted their statement saying that anybody who purchases the ps4 version of forbidden west will be getting a ps5 upgrade just flat out that's the way it is awesome. Yeah. I crazy.
2: like that they are now accepting and the the idea of what Microsoft proposed whenever the next generation was coming yeah. out.
1: It's it's a rough road people don't know. It's a very complicated issue,
2: but it's fucking an internal studio, you dipshits give your fucking player base the best option that you can give them. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, it is what it
1: is and Sony sometimes slowed to, to for to Embrace new changes in the industry. I think they're seeing kind of the light of it because of this. Um, also in Sony news this week, uh, they purchased their 14th studio, uh, Fire Sprite. Now, Fire Sprite has had a long history with Sony, uh, working on projects like the original Playroom and Playroom VR for the PS4. Now, this acquisition is a lot bigger than people think because I did a little bit of research, and this studio has over 250 people in it. This is actually larger than a lot of the other st- studios that Sony owns. They're buying, like, people resources with this studio.
2: Yeah, I don't imagine this studio will, might e- unless they have something planned for them, hmm. I don't imagine this studio might exist much longer and or is being massively going to be redirected into something that Sony wants so, so to do. So
1: everything that I've read, and I, I did a little bit of research on this, it does not look like there will be any changes to the company itself. They did not come in and say, Hey, we're buying the company to have the name. And then, Oh, you got too many people. Let's wipe half of them. They're like, no, we're buying the 250 plus people because we need that for a project.
2: Yeah. And I think that that's, they went, Oh, you know how to work on the thing that we want you to work uh, that we have this idea for. Yeah. Sony, it has the story or someone within Sony Interactive is going to be going and telling them what the story is. I don't imagine it was the other way around.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But this is also a company that's worked with Sony for years, so it makes a little bit of sense. But a lot of their projects are a lot smaller projects. And so for the Sony to take notice of that and say like, hey, you know, we're going to come in and grab you and you're going to be doing big projects now because holy shit, the size of your team. I mean, it's a big deal. And um, again this is what we're seeing from both sides from both Microsoft and Sony we're seeing them go in and start gobbling up studios to get these new like IPs
2: for their platform. And in some case it is to get get a I'm going to have to go back to like the original Xbox to get a Bungie and buy Halo Sure, yeah. because they're making something cool that you want mm-hmm. and, and in a lot of cases it is companies that have a history of just working with each other yep. Sony and Microsoft both bought companies that have a long history of like real- We've already been working together. Yeah, we, we already just know that Microsoft bought like, them into the team.
1: Yeah, we know that Microsoft's already bought like thirteen. Yeah, this is the fourteenth for Sony. So there is an arms race going on, y'all. It,
2: it is to a degree, and I'm here for it. Yeah, as long as it's still fun and none of the nobody's getting like you know. fucked. Yeah. Up. I'm not getting Activision Blizzard about it because so far Sony and Microsoft, every company has been part of them has kind of been like, yeah, we're actually all not douchebags. Yep, and we just like making video games. And crunch time sucks, but we're still working on it. Right. That's so, just kind of the industry, that is, that the is industry it, standard the industry standard with these companies. And I I appreciate that out of these acquisitions. Yeah, absolutely. And all of the games that have been announced and shown so far on either side have been fucking amazing. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's a
1: great... Uh, t- I wish I had the tweet pulled up, uh, but there was somebody who posted um, just like, here's all the, X- the Xbox exclusives that are coming out in the next two years, and here's all the Sony exclusives coming out in the next two years. And they're like... Y'all, there are no console wars. It is a just a damn good time to be a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're just looking for
2: great games, each platform yeah, has something respective that you can. Choose do. one that you can find because you can't get one and then have fun yep. because there's a bunch of fun shit on both of them at this point. Like absolutely. you can't tell me you can't turn on an Xbox and find something amazing to play literally instantly. Yeah, well yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can do the I can do the exact same thing on a PlayStation. I can only really, like There's so many amazing games on the PS5. Yeah. It's just a matter of access to them at this point. Sure.
1: Absolutely. And finally, as we wrap up the news this week, I want to, I know that we started kind of sad and some rough points in the middle, but I want to give us some surprisingly uplifting news. Uh, In the latest update for Halo the Master Chief Collection, they are going to allow for additional customization options where you can separate the voice of your character from the gender, allowing players to create more non-gender-specific
2: Spartans. Good. Representation matters, y'all. Yeah. Um, I, I I, I like that we're separating the Spartan voices. I personally... I mean, this is a change that I would toggle randomly just for fun. Any, like if they right. gave it to me, because I primarily play a female character in the game that I play. Right. They have six different voices that they mm. use. So when you choose one that's different, it's fun to just go like, "Who? What the fuck's this sound like from you? Right. Oh, that's weird." Yeah. I love that we can be inclusive, but also you know, I'd allow us to just, you know, play just the game we fun. want yeah, and have absolutely. fun, and. I'm, I'm, super- not, no, I, I'm just sorry. Like my, my Spartan talks like, wait, <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super here. Like, what is my Spartan talking? Saying. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from going, oh, or, uh, I mean, groans do make, yes, I guess, gender sounds are, groan noises are true. different.
1: But yeah, it's really cool. Obviously, <laughs> it's just great that we can have more inclusion and that people can feel more comfortable playing the Spartan that they want to play, whether no matter how it looks physically or vocally. Uh, at the end of the day, you're, gi- can't. you're just a giant walking tank, all right? So, like, let people have their fun. Let people have their fun and just do what they want well,
2: We can't it. play elites anymore. We can only play Spartans. That's true. But. I liked being a giant pink elite going warg 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 because the enemy team could hear me talking and i'm just going warg, warg 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 and i just shot them endlessly it was very very fun man i miss halo <laughs>
1: well halo infinite's right around the corner and i'm oh, sure that is. i'm sure that these things that we're hearing about that are taking place in the master chief collection will bleed over to halo infinite like, yeah i guarantee
2: you microsoft knows what they're doing mm-hmm. at this point especially at the microsoft or the, the halo franchise yeah it took them and, a while to get there, but we're finally there. Yeah. And they've listened to their community. And that is something that no matter where you fall on liking a game company, everybody's listening to their fans right now and giving yeah. them what they want Yep. from first-party studios. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, and then even the companies they're it's buying, a welcome they're giving people what they want. It's, it's a it's, welcome change. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is everything that we have for the news this week. But we have a lot of Sony announcements to talk about. Upcoming in the boss room. Boss room. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the boss room, our main topic for the week. And our main topic is going to be the PlayStation showcase that just aired. And wow, what a showcase it was. We have a lot to go over, so let's just dive right into it. The stream started with a really weird live action intro. The whole thing was supposed to be about like how play is for everybody. And I get it, like I get it. But it really felt like how do I put this? It, it, was, it looks like it was so expensive to make that it would have been like the intro of an E three show, except somebody doesn't go to E three. So like maybe this was just like their version of an E three showcase. It was weird. It was just a lot. Of, it was. It looked like very expensive to film with oh, all these yeah, live actors. I actually
2: didn't watch this part of it. it yeah. was, uh, but. If memory serves, Sony likes to do these ridiculous live action people things. Yep. With sometimes. It's dancers or sometimes it's musicians or sometimes it's just actors wandering around on stage. They yeah. they they like, to, it's a they like thing. to play it up, but Fucking stop because it's always awful and very distracting from the thing I'm trying to watch. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it just kind of threw me off for the the beginning. I was like, what are we like? Is this a trailer for something
2: or like what's going on? It was just, it was just our intro. Dumb videos.
1: But the weird (laughs) intro aside from there. Oh, they had the guts to open up with the announcement of a remake of Knights of the fucking Old Republic. Holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. It was just like they start the Sith um, lines of like, you know, there is no peace. And then like the red lightsaber hits. And there's Darth Revan. And I'm on the edge of my seat. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, Knights of the Old Republic remake. Coming to PS5. And instantly the internet went, right. But what about everybody
2: else, though? Yeah, because like I'm not getting a PS5 (laughs) to play that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And... I get it. And, and there were a lot of people I was sitting in discord chat while this was going on. And they were just like, I just don't understand. It's just a PS five exclusive. Cause I mean, that's a great PS five exclusive, but Holy fucking shit guys. What about the rest of us? And no, a couple hours later, they said, look, it's going to be a timed exclusive for the PS five. So it will come out first on the PS five. They invested money into having a timed
2: exclusive. Okay. We'll be coming to PC and everything else. I personally, if my memory serves correctly, do not like the Knights of Republic games. They introduced the idea of gray Jedi because mm. they had to d and d it.
1: That was not. There were no gray Jedi in nice of the Old Republic. Okay, you were either good or bad. Like that was the. Okay, yeah.
2: Good. There was at some point. There's this like gray Jedi fucking pledge thing that came out and and. It does not exist in the canon. And I, I keep telling people that's not a thing. Yeah. Stop it. That was some fan thing. That and I mad. couldn't remember if it came out of Knights of the Old Republic or not. And I kind of no. refused to look it up because I yeah. hate it so much. No,
1: no. Knights of the Repu- Old Republic, great game classic bioWare. Really where bioWare roots come from if you're a fan of things like uh, Dragon Age, that's this is classic bioWare. This is like, you know, you're you sit on the ship with your party and you interact with them and you actually like you don't raise your relationship with them because there's only like one relationship quote unquote that you have in the game if you want to have it. But like it was a really cool system and a very fascinating piece of Star Wars canon that we thought would probably be lost with Um, It was an early development
2: when they had those relationship systems that were later shown off in Mass Effect and Dragon Age, right? And I think that's the only two things they've done it in. Um, But that was a very early example of the type of storytelling as they hadn't done. But the, I, I, think yeah. and, the, I
1: think the bigger part of this, it comes down to the fact that we thought that Knights of the old Republic is like the legacy star Wars, right? It was part of the canon that existed before the purchase of, uh, the whole Disney Marvel.
2: Yeah. So I didn't even know if they were, if it still existed in the universe or not. Right. Because yeah, that, a lot that, of that stuff got retired. Right Disney bought Lucas, uh, arts and, uh, star, star Wars and everything. Mm. A lot of the old canon, what got put to the side and isn't used. And then it's kind of being picked and And choose what is now
1: canon. They're saying, like, you know, by the way, you've got um, new Star Wars games that come out are going to be part of the mythos of the current Star Wars universe. Which means, theoretically, if Knights of the Old Republic is coming back, then Revan and all of that is going to be part of the Star Wars canon. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, it's a really cool piece of Star Wars history. So, I just... I'm curious to see if they're going to update
2: the way the combat works
1: kind of like final fantasy seven.
2: I hope they do because I, the, the fighting, even if you look at anthems fighting is like massively better than the yeah, older, the old, the, well, the, the old
1: Knights of the Old Republic ran off a D20 system on the back end, which is a tabletop system. And so you could go into the same, in, the same exact fight by loading and reloading. And because it's all done by roll of the dice, you could win or lose based on that. Um, but it's something that us role players really liked. I think that if they go with the Final Fantasy VII remake route, where they're like, you can play with that system, but also here's an active action system to use, mm. that could bring a lot of more people to the game.
2: Yeah. Again, this isn't a, a game series that I overly... It just felt like a lot of time investments that I just didn't have at the time. Sure. Uh, Knights of the Republic came around whenever I was playing Halo. Right. Yeah, that so yeah it's about that time. So I kind of was like, cool, Uh, Yeah, this is not the same game. I'm going to go back to shooting things in the face.
1: (laughs) Uh, We got to see a new IP from a Korean developer called Project Eve. It looks like a Bayonetta style action game, a very Devil May Cry-esque thing. It takes place on an earth that's been completely destroyed by some parasitic creatures. Um, The monster design on this, you will have to watch the trailer for. It is so weird and like so japanese like we have like a monster who has a head that is a wheel made of teeth, but the but it it's a like lays vertically on the neck of the monster. It's it's really out there. It is like like so ridiculous. Basically, the the intro of this project Eve starts with this um the protagonist uh, who's a woman with th- these guns walking through essentially a starship and when the camera pans out it looks like an, a Biblical angel. And I am not talking about pretty man with wings, biblical angel. I am talking the about weird circles, Old floating testament
2: eyes, testament, floating eyes, biblical angel. I saying, there's there's multiple angels. There's, there's like the one that's rings that's just yeah. interlocking. We're, and it's just we're, eyes. We're talking about there's, there's the one that's six wings yeah. and that are all made out of eyes. Right. But we're talking about um, that kind
1: of bullshit that you see on this space station. You're like, uh, oh, that's what I'm fighting. The Bible's really fucking weird. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, what is this? And it's just straight up action bayonet. Style. We don't have a lot of those games. We have Bayonetta. We have Devil like Cry, a new entry into the series. Absolutely fantastic. What was the name of this one again?
2: Uh, it's called Project Eve. Project Eve, and it's got biblical references into it. Yeah. Huh. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in for the story. Yeah. Seems
1: interesting. I'm always down for stuff like that. Uh, we oh, we finally get to see gameplay of Tiny Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Fuck, that's hard to say. Um, it's the Borderlands spinoff. It's the one where Tiny Tina, one of the characters, plays a quote D and D game, and you play a character inside her D and D game. Except you're still playing Borderlands, so there's guns. And in the trailer, like they even bring up like, why is there guns in a fantasy setting? And she's like, because fuck you, that's why. And yeah. uh, uh, fucking the Japanese band Baby Metal did the background music for the trailer for this. I have not wanted to play a Borderlands game in years. Trailers normally
2: kill it with the songs. Even in games, you're like, I don't really want to play Borderlands 2, but the songs fucking. Yeah. The visuals. It just slaps, let's
1: go. But no, like I'm watching this and they're like, hey, guess what? There's a unicorn running by and you've got a machine gun, go. And I was like, yes, let's fucking do this. I have not been this excited for Borderlands. And I just, I absolutely love that Borderlands is at its best when it doesn't take itself seriously. That is a common criticism of the Borderlands series is that when you buy Borderlands 1 or 2, um, the base game takes itself super, super seriously. And then in the expansions, it gets super silly, and that's what everybody loves. They're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a wasteland. Let's make fun of ourselves. That's when Borderlands works, and I think that that's what this game is going to do. And I'm excited to play this game with my friends. I, it's been a long time since I've been this Based excited. Based on
2: this and where Eli Roth is coming out with his movie...
1: I'm hoping he runs into that.
2: No, that he's definitely leaning into the ridiculousness, train heisty, super yeah. hyper colors, you can you can just tell like in the little background shots. It's Eli Roth. He's gonna have fucking fun with it. The guy has. There's like a. I did not. There's think like he had a character kind of range, in Borderlands can, can.
1: that you meet in one of the tutorials that his whole thing was like. Jake shoot me in the nuts, and you meet him, and he's just like, "Hey, shoot me in the nuts," and like that's Borderlands. That that's when Borderlands works best is when it's just that stupid. I <laughs> personally would appreciate
2: less claptrap.
1: Yeah, it, because it, he's just a little be too overused. fucking much, and there's no claptrap in this, from what I can tell. Yeah, I so, like
2: that because, well, I think that they're still fighting over the voice and all that. that yeah, was a whole thing. that was the whole thing that
1: happened. Uh, we saw a trailer for a new IP called Forspoken. Uh, The story revolves around a woman who seems to be from basically our world sucked into a fantasy world to become the hero, uh, bringing basically all of her snarkiness, like wonderful snarkiness to this what seems to be an
2: open world title.
1: Like if you got sucked like into a, like an a fantasy open world
2: brain, fantasy magic game and you're given where you get to kind of be a snarky ass. Yeah.
1: Like basically she's like, from what we tell from it's the trailer, snarky, really. she's not she, she, she got like this like magical item that, that she wears on her wrist that gives her all these powers, like flight and shooting stuff and all this. And it talks to her to try and explain what the world that she is in. And basically she's just like sassy about it the whole time she's like really like I'm just in a fantasy world so I can just jump off that mountain right the fuck down and nothing's gonna happen to me and i just i'm watching so I'm like god this is so much fun yeah like I'm glad more games are not taking themselves so seriously because we have so many games that take themselves so we have the, the,
2: the i'm looking forward to the not left for dead vampire zombie area yeah, vampire game yeah because it's so not taking itself no, seriously it does not, Like, yeah I get that's was arcane. yeah, like it. Arcane series like it's fucking awesome what is this? we don't we just want to we got to kill the purple people yeah, and be weird. <laughs> uh, we got to see some more like- of
1: Rainbow Six Extraction Point, or Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, we've seen this before. Um, I'm still kind of baffled that we have a Tom Clancy title that revolves around shooting aliens or demons or whatever they are, uh, but I was down with the trailer. I mean, I was like, yeah, this looks great. I mean, Tom Clancy is dead, and people just toss his name on stuff now, so I guess that's where we're at.
2: I... <sighs> I was working this really shitty fucking call center job and this one guy tried to explain to me the Tom Clancy books and how they're all interrelated and it's this giant thing and I
1: don't love that. That does not sound fun.
2: Apparently it's all it's all the same stuff yeah. like all the spy stuff it's all some crazy universe shit and I was like I'm actually. I I'm actually, don't have time for that. I'm actually actively <laughs>
1: watching a documentary right now on YouTube about the history of the Tom Clancy games, just out of sheer morbid curiosity. And it's not boring; it's actually pretty interesting yeah. um, because it's not a thing that i was ever into. But when I was younger, it was a much better spy
2: game. Um, for Splinter Cell, yes, yeah, Splinter I, Cell. I watched that. Docu- I love that, Splinter Cell. That
1: same guy did a documentary on Splinter Cell. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was, um, it's fuck Metal Gear Solid. But I remembered sell. when I was. Uh, I remembered when I was a kid. My dad at one point was talking to me on the phone and he's like, by the way, I'm playing a video game. And you have to understand my dad is an oil field diver, deep sea welder. He is like the generic man's man. If you look at a Bioshock bag, big daddy, that's what my dad looked like growing up. He literally had all that equipment in our house and he was like, yeah, I'm playing a video game. And I got so excited. It was just like, oh my God, my father and I are going to bond. I was like, what are you playing? And he was like, I'm playing rainbow six. And I was like, God Fucking damn it. You're playing a a fucking simulation. Like, God, this makes me, I'm happy for you, but I'm mad. (laughs) We could have bonded, Dad. Maybe play Rainbow Six Extraction. Maybe this will be the one that we can bond on.
2: You might be able to actually show me like, hey, you like that one. Check yeah, this out. Go. It has
1: none of the tactical stuff that Rainbow Six does. But here we go. Uh, also announced during the show was Alan Wake Remastered. Um, we saw our, it was actually announced earlier this week, but we got the first footage of it today. Uh, now, recently, the game Control by Remedy has had an expansion story that tied it into the Alan Wake universe. So this really feels like them wanting to expand their extended universe to more people. They were like, hey, you like to control? We reference Alan Wake. Now Alan Wake.
2: I, it's, I remember playing the beginning of Alan Wake when it first came out, and I was like, this is really cool. Um, And I never finished it. Yep. I put like an hour or two in it. Mm. And like I it ba- I basically demoed it, 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 and I was like, this isn't for yeah, me right now. I was going to say, I just was in the you. mood for whatever. Yeah. And I, everything that they've made since then, I'm like, yes, I love all these games, and I'm sad I never finished playing yeah. this. And... I don't understand, like, I want to kind of understand, like, is Control and Alan Wake's plot lines interconnected? They take place in the same universe. Okay, okay. That's the like. I like more of this. Yeah. I don't think they
1: they are directly connected, but basically the expansion at the very end of it was just like, hey, by the way, this also takes place in Alan Wake. You're like, oh.
2: I I like that mythology, that world building that they're going with because I know some of the Alan Wake stuff. I know more about Control Control at this point uh, in my just, I really want to play that game. But I can't. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty heavy, and I don't want to watch someone else play it. Like no, it's yeah. the I
1: want, I want to play it. Yeah. So by the way, that is not a PS uh, exclusive, uh, as far as I understand. That's going to be coming out on everything. They just got the trailer rights. For, it, for, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of these. Alan the has to come out for everything. Yeah, for everything because it originally came out. That was part of the big trailer reveal. Was for the first time on PlayStation okay. because it was on Xbox and PC, I believe. But it's never actually come to PlayStation. So kind of a big deal. Uh, we, saw a, a really <laughs> we saw a really good-looking version. We saw GTA Five and GTA Online getting a trailer for PS Five. I don't think there's anything to say about this because it's a decade-old game. And yay, I guess it's getting ported again. It's literally being ported more than Skyrim at this point. Like, like Skyrim was the old joke. Now GTA Five is the new joke.
2: I don't understand. I understand the appeal at least for GTA online. Right. Because I've seen the audience for like the role playing and just like how ridiculous so can have. It's so weird like, to me that yeah, there's a
1: GTA role play.
2: It's fun. It's thing. weird. Like um, people
1: will literally just sit there and make pizza in GTA because they were role playing their character. And I'm just like, what the fuck have we become as a society? Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's
2: something of the things I think about whenever I'm interacting with games as Am I role playing a character? Is this character actually me? Am I supposed to represent this character? Understandable though. I and that. it depends on what type of character. If it's a named character, that's normally something that isn't. You, mm-hmm. You're supposed mm-hmm. to separate yourself from that character. Yeah. Um, we are both role players, and yeah. so we
1: do go into these games kind of with a different mentality. Sometimes I make decisions based on, you know, the character that I'm playing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm playing a game, Catherine and in Catherine, um, at the end of every level, you are asked a morally Gray question about how you handle things in relationships. That's kind of part of the plot of
2: it. Yeah, it's like there's no right answer, and right. they all answer kind of like the, like the first question <laughs> is
1: like you found out your significant other's cheating on you. What do you do? And both of these answers are kind of a weird gray area, but they do affect the game. It affects the morality meter in the game based on your answers. Um, but the first time I played it, I played it like with friends, and we did you know vote by group. Mm-hmm. This time I'm trying to play it in, in a room by myself where nobody else can see my answers because I just want to answer honestly. Mm. Um, I, are you playing I, as you or are you playing, I'm playing as it, I'm character. playing as me in this one. Previously we did it doing it by union was like hey we're going to do what Vincent would do. Mm-hmm. Now this is like I'm doing what James would do. And yeah, that's the way that I kind of approach role-playing games a lot of the time. Uh, Persona series specifically, I approach it like, am I Joker or am I me playing Joker? It sounds weird, but like if you're a role player, it's two different mindsets.
2: No, my Destiny character, specifically the only one I play at this point, is her name is Boxcar. Mm. I know her choices and shit and what she likes and doesn't like because that's the character I play in a game. And I've thought about it because... I made a choice at a character choice yeah, screen sure. at one point and I've stared at the at the screen long enough to think about these things. Yeah. And when you put yourself into the character, mm. I, I I that's what the immersion is what film doesn't have mm. and is one of the things that generally harb- or stops the inter the film of uh Cinemagraphic experience of games when they're like, Oh, it can't be this movie like right. storytelling thing because when you're pl- actively playing a character, you are involved in it to a degree versus watching I, I something that play out. I don't know, side if, tangent.
1: I, I feel like that that's why, and this is side tangent as well, but I'll just mention it really briefly. I feel like that's something why why a game like Mass Effect is almost, quote, unfilmable. Not because the game is unfilmable. It's very obviously filmable. But because everybody that goes into Mass Effect, their perception of who Shepard is as a character is so vastly different that Mm -hmm. to see that represented differently on screen, you're upsetting minimum half your audience.
2: Yep. That's one of the great things about most first-person shooters. You wear helmets and don't talk. Yeah. All right. We need to to move (laughs) on. Spartans get different voices. That's
1: all. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo got a real trailer. Um, It looked great. We've seen nothing but CG trailers up until this point. Um, It looks like a lot of fun if you're into magic plus FPS plus Japanese ghosts. That's what this game is. What was Uh, the name of it? Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. This was the... We've seen nothing but CD trailers for it. And yeah,
2: this, it had that really crazy fucking demon trailer yeah. thing. I remembered and was like, "Cool, I know nothing about what yeah. this is, so but it visually now we know is iconic. First person, magic,
1: it's... Japanese ghosts.
2: Okay, the the ghosts are yeah. very dark and almost like a little westerny and like the, the skull thing from what I remembered. They have a, um, they have some
1: like uh, more, and I'm I'm trying to be correct here like they have a, like more like uh bushido faces um mm-hmm. like the demons with the horns um they have like blank face you know ghosts they have ghosts that have no heads um a lot of ghosts that you would see maybe in something like the ring um, okay i was have... just
2: thinking about the the arm flatter in color but the rest of the world is very neon yes yes that's yes, what that's i was trying to that's yes, what i was trying to say you absolutely that they're <laughs> like they're very the world is very vibrant, and they are very not. vibrant, and but it's still dark horror ghosts. Yeah. that's what I was meaning. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, we saw new footage of the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Honestly, after the really boring E3 showing of it, I think this game looks a lot better. That trailer was
2: what I wanted to see at E3. Right. Yeah. This to, trailer. To this
1: trailer was like here's some story, here's some gameplay, but if here's we'd, here's if where we'd we go. switched
2: these two.
1: The E3 trailer looked like they were like, here's the alpha, please don't hate it. And this one was just like, we have rock music going on. We have the personalities of the characters showing through. This is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're going to look a little bit different because we're just doing it off a different license. Also, these are more based. They're a mix between, uh, they're a marriage between the comics and the movies. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, and it just looked so much better. Thank you for showing this and thank you for keeping the trailer fucking short.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it... it's one time the the e3 presentation made me go oh that's cool i really don't necessarily want to play that yeah and then seeing this trailer was like oh no that's an action-packed fun game Mm. where it's not bogged down by a dude just talking in the background like i really i love the dudes talk in the background sometimes but (laughs) But not when you're first announcing a really cool game (laughs) yeah uh
1: vampire the masquerade blood hunt was announced for the ps5 it already exists currently um i believe it's Maybe 1.0 just launched on the PC. Uh, It's a Battle Royale game that's played in the Vampire the Masquerade universe. It's third person. Um, Go around, kill other vampires. They have in lore reasons why you can actually get away with it. Um, It's weird. Uh, But yeah, it's cool that it's coming to Sony. Um, They showed the final story trailer for Deathloop, which is... um, coming out like tomorrow. I think, right. At this yeah. The, the announcement <laughs> is that it's actually coming out a little bit later this month, uh, which is great, honestly, because while I am excited to play Deathloop, Lord, am I tired of trailers for it? Like there have been yeah. so many trailers in the last four years for Deathloop. And I'm just like, but I just want to play
2: it. Please stop. Um, I would like to talk to you about this time called 2019 where Hector and I had uh, Alamo passes. Mm. We have watched the same trailers for a very long time. <laughs> but like this wasn't even going to the movies. movies. This was just like
1: 4 <laughs> years of E3, Gamescom, Tokyo Game Show and they're like, "Hey, we're going to show off a new Deathloop." And I'm like, "Yes, I right, but come on,
2: guys. These these I feel like I've only seen two Deathloop trailers at this point. I saw the really long talky one that I didn't pay attention to. Yeah. And then the actual one that they first showed off. And then after that I stopped Guys, there.
1: Arcane, we want to buy your game. Just believe us when we say we want to buy your game. It looks fantastic. Uh, we saw a really bizarre trailer for something called Kid A. I'm trying to try and pronounce this correctly. Kid A Amnesia, so Kid Amnesia is what it spells out like. Um, that's coming out in October, but all we got was like this grainy camera footage and nothing about the game itself. It was so the it's we- Radiohead. It was the weird. It is Radiohead. It's, it's Radiohead because
2: Ra- that you can't tell me it's Kid A. No, no, no. Radiohead and- is
1: a part of it. I saw that that <laughs> oh popped God. up, and Radiohead is
2: working on whatever this is. So this is. I'm interested in this because it's Kid A's video or it's Radiohead's video game. Okay. See, making, I
1: have no context with this because so I hate Radiohead. Okay. So.
2: Um Give it give the album a try. It's okay. weird. So it is an album that exists? Yes, Kid the Kid A is an, is an album. Okay, got it. And this is possibly expanding on that. That's actually really interesting from a Going a concept music album into okay. a video game. Well, thank idea. you for bringing that
1: knowledge to the table. Cause I was just confused. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, okay, fine. But yeah. if it's expanding uh, We little- know very little about it at yeah. this point,
2: but I know that if it's Radiohead, it's based off of an existing idea okay, cool. and G- give it a try again. Much recently. I tried to give fucking Weezer a try. It was like right. three months ago. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give, Music well, taste. I, I took. I jump from album to album, listening to song after song. And I was like, I know, I fucking hate all of this. Yeah, it's not but, for everybody. You, know, you gotta, you gotta go back and find those things that if you didn't like them, yeah, try them out again. If you never really experienced Radiohead, um, Kid A is a great album. Okay, it's forty-five minutes. Just cool. try it out.
1: Uh, So, believe it or not, at this point in the presentation, I was really happy to see a lighthearted game because everything that up until this point was like super grim. So the next game that they showed was called uh, Tachia, and your main character is a young native of this island who has the power to take over animals on the island. Now, it's apparently very influenced by New Caledonia, uh, which is a French territory near Australia. Um, apparently also in this game, you can pet crabs, so basically sign me the fuck up. Everything about this looked absolutely fantastic. It looked like it was very rooted in kind of um, the native culture of the area. They even said like influenced uh, by new uh, Kaldania in the uh, trailer. Um, It looks adorable. It was just like, they didn't even explain what the game was or what you had to do in it. It was just like, hey, look, there's a turtle. I can take control of this turtle and teleport myself into the turtle and swim around in the ocean. Oh, there's a bird. I'm going to grab the bird and just fly around the island. They didn't even seem to give very many objectives as to what's going on. Uh, Maybe that will be elaborated in a further trailer. But yeah, it was just super cute. And yeah, we need more games that aren't just completely grimdark, guys. And it was nice to see at least something breaking that up. Uh, Uncharted 4 Thief's End and its expansion um, are getting a PS5 and PC remaster, which is pretty cool. Um, This was one of those... Things that was talked about for a while, like, Hey, Uncharted's probably going to come to PC and everybody was like, no, it's not. It's a, it's a PlayStation exclusive, but Sony has been dipping their toes into getting their releases out on PC. Now, obviously it's doing well for Microsoft. Um, so yeah, it was just really cool to see like Uncharted being like it. And they were very like in your face about it. They're like, this is coming to PS five and to PC let's go. Um, and as somebody that's b- way behind on the Uncharted games, um, I was super excited about it because I was just like, man, you know, this gives me a reason to kind of go back, maybe play the couple Uncharted games that I hadn't gotten around to playing yet um, and, you know, pick this up for the PS5 for the, being remastered and see how it's going to look graphically. Um, and, and I know that this is going to be a big deal for PC players because, again, I think what Sony's doing right now is they're taking these um, properties like Uncharted, they're putting them out on PC to test to see what sales are going to be like and the more positive response that we get and the more PC players that buy something like an Uncharted means that it's entirely possible that down the line and this is just speculation that we would see something more like a Bloodborne coming to PC because the sales numbers are just there at this
2: point with the Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC and we've seen how well that's sold mm. it's great and it plays wonderfully um, and now getting the Uncharted collection coming over,
1: or it's just Uncharted Four and a Thief's End, so it's not the full collection. It's just okay, those two.
2: well... Yeah, well, getting some Uncharted games coming yeah. to PC is great, and I would obviously like them to eventually do the entire Uncharted collection. Yeah. But Sony has to start. They've been experimenting with bringing their game, their in their first party games to PC, Right. and it. In my view of it, it is in their best interest to keep doing that as much as they can, while trying to maintain the "we want to be a console company." Yeah, they can. You can keep, do both. You can you can have the fantasy that consoles are going to be around for twenty more years, but mm. they're not. Mm. They're just not. I mean, hardware will literally be integrated into a TV or just into a fucking head. Like, I'm just. Shit's moving way too fast. You can't keep doing the same got thing. Yeah. Sony, start branching out, and they this is a beginning of their branching out, and I love that. And I get to play Uncharted on PC where it plays better. Yeah, so It'll be a lot of
1: fun. <laughs> uh, Insomniac Games, the crew behind the hit Sony Spider-Man game, uh, showed a trailer for a new game that's about Wolverine. Now you have to understand if you're unfamiliar with the Spider-Man Sony game, it is one of the best superhero games. To literally ever come out. Yeah, and and Soniak made
2: Spider Man, and it is mm, wonderful. And then they made a ex- expansion called Morales mildism. Morales, and it is wonderful. And now and and like, Wolverine. Then. Between there, they also made the Ratchet and Clank game that came out right. as the one of the console launches, and then they made this game. I think I know where Insomniac like.
1: Games gets their name from, y'all, because holy fucking shit. But yeah, the Wolverine... Now Are we, we don't,
2: worried about your crunch time? Wolverine, we don't
1: know anything about this. It was just a trailer, and it was just like Insomniac Games trailer for Wolverine. And by the way, I'm a person who, that is a fan of comics, really doesn't like Wolverine that much. He can be written well. And I trust the studio that gave me that amazing Spider-Man game to give me a good Wolverine game.
2: They're different worlds, but the the reasons why I brought up they did Ratchet & Clank in the middle of that as well is mm-hmm. because you can see that they understand game mechanics on a very interesting level. Yeah. But I am interested in this for the first time as them getting to kind of play with storytelling because they yeah. get this third-person fun craziness because ratchet and clank and the spider-man games still have that crazy powers doing things around you yeah wolverine does not have crazy powers doing things he has sharp claws and we he don't stab we know nothing about if it that's this is he, my own speculation
1: but i feel like because they made um the Sp- a spider-man game and i know this is so fucking cliche for me to say this they made a spider-man game that makes you feel like spider-man while you play it mm-hmm. i can see them approaching wolverine from a situation where it's more
2: of a S- devil may cry-esque it's imagine if it went uh, if you take Spider-Man, tighten the camera angle in by 10 degrees and make all of the action happen three feet closer. Right. That's, That's probably what would, they're going to be doing in this. Yeah.
1: So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, uh, we saw Gran Turismo 7 that was shown off. Um, I don't do car games, but it, it fucking looked cool as shit. Uh, we don't get Gran Turismo yeah. games very often. So it was it it's was gorgeous. I
2: if I just if someone just had it playing like on the TV and they're like, yeah, that's Grand Turismo. They're like, oh, I'll fuck around and drive a car.
1: Yeah. Look great. I saw it. you know what? I, there was a Lancer. <laughs> there was a white Lancer, which is what I drive there in the Jeeps. video. There were I like, was like fucking I was Jeeps. like that's my car. They don't make Lancers anymore, but it was nice to see my baby represented in this fucking game. was a 2-door. Well. Yeah, it was a 2-door, yeah. yeah. It was probably like a uh, not the GT model or whatever. Anyway, uh, I know very little about cars. I know a lot about Lancers. That's the, the, the one thing I know. Uh, but yeah, it looks beautiful. Super excited about it. There's a lot of car mod in that. Holy fucking yeah, shit.
2: Yeah. The, the customization for how you want to drive your sports car seems very in depth. I'm interested in to see how, the breadth of cars that they have available outside of like, you know, billion dollar or million dollar sports cars. Right, I'm never right. going to be able to drive yeah. because that's one of the things I do like about other driving franchises is they do have everyday cars that you can just go and throw into that. Yeah. Or sometimes it's F1 cars and those are completely different game type. And yeah, but depending on the, the racing type, I want to see because I saw some of the customization of like, do you have that for every like, yeah what cars like, do you have yeah, because like i've like, seen forza's like, lineup and that's a lot of fucking cars and if you're doing this kind of customization, that was the one thing i was
1: actually kind of curious about i was just like wow that is a lot of customization like holy like i'm kind of curious like it every once in a while a racing game gets me and i was like maybe i would like to at least try this. i feel like
2: gran turismo is the rpg of racing games yeah and forza is the first person shooter of I racing games. no that, that, or no, no um Third-person adventure game.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Checks out. Uh, now, weirdly, after that, Insomniac wasn't done pulling at our hearts because we got a beautiful trailer for Spider-Man 2. It had Peter uh, Peter Parker and Miles Morales working together. Um, we have what was, uh, I later read, was Craven doing the narration. Oh, yeah. That was Craven. That was- That was Craven the Hunter. You can kind of tell
2: within the lines of dialogue about the hunting, and I was like, oh my god. I
1: just missed it because I
2: was so excited. I was just like, I was listening to Dog, I was like, this is Craven the Hunter. I was like
1: watching this with an erection, just not paying attention anymore. But I'm like, and then at the very end of the trailer, Venom pops out, and
2: That's why I was confused, I was like, I was pretty sure I was listening to Craven the Hunter. It was like Russian accent this whole fucking time, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be like a two player co-op, Spider Man, where we get to do, and Craven the Hunter is the bad guy. And there's Venom. And there's venom like, wait. But
1: not only is it Venom, y'all, not only is it Venom, y'all, Tony fucking Todd, Candyman himself, was the voice of Venom.
2: Y'all. I, I I feel like I missed that entirely <laughs> I, because I even mean, the hunter was I'm, literally I'm di- like speaking I, I, the whole. I, I, time. I missed that as
1: well. I had to go and make sure I fact checked for the show notes, and it was it was, like, I got confused. So it was why like,
2: I was hearing this Russian dude, and then it showed Venom. I was like, wait, I, it threw me off. Yeah, but I was also doing the dishes, so I didn't. Yeah, so yeah, Venom it. came <laughs>
1: out, and said like one or two quick lines, and that was Tony Todd. That was Candyman. Okay. Um, unfortunately, this is one of those. It's not coming out until 2023. Let Insomniac take their fucking time with it. I kind I was, of wonder if it's going to be like a yeah.
2: Halo two. If this is going to be a two player co op adventure, I don't thing, know. Where you, be, or maybe where is, you just switch back and forth between the same yeah, characters. Who well.
1: knows? I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Which is also be Halo two. Yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> Apparently, Insomniac has just been given Marvel licenses after the success of Spider Man. They're like, you just do whatever you want to do, baby. And they're like, cool. We're gonna we're gonna make some fucked
2: up shit. They Insomniac evolved the Spider Man game franchise in the best way they possibly could. They just yeah. gave it more character because this swinging from building to building had been wonderfully done. I don't know if they were the ones that built that, but I liked the old Spider-Man games because yeah. I really got to fly around a fucking city. But the story has kind of sucked and the combat was okay. bad. But the story is... is... now, the story is amazing and the combat is wonderful and though you get still get to fly around a story and feel like fucking yeah. Spider-Man. It's going to be great. With Wolverine, I don't expect to be flying around a city. Nope. I mean, that maybe, would be like weird. A, maybe like a fucking, like, uh, uh, what's that jet called? The Quinjet. Or not, it's not Quinjet. Yeah, they it's use the. the, it's, the X jet. it's the
1: X. God damn it. I'm such an X Men fan, and I'm just crapping myself
2: right now. Yes, that's. It's the Blackbird. It's the Blackbird. Yeah. It is the Blackbird. It's literally yeah, called so the Blackbird. A, it's, a, it's a fucking. The Blackbird's the actual plane. Yeah, yeah but that's what Theirs does what the real one doesn't. Yeah, it's actually called like the Blackbird. <laughs> but uh, like, that's the only time. Wolverine's going to be much more closer, but then. We get Spider-Man 2, which is if you wanted more Spider-Man, Miles Morales fun, plus the other, like, Mm. Peter Parker. Insomniac. How the fuck did you make a Ratchet and Clank game in the middle of that? Right? (laughs) Like, guys, when do you have time to sleep, y'all? Like, you made a really good... Like, showing off the fucking hardware of the PS5 fucking Ratchet and Clank game. Directly after... while I while making, I do not us. understand yeah. how the fuck you people exist right now. Okay,
1: <laughs> they are getting all of the money, and the show so. finally came to a conclusion with the footage of the upcoming God of War Ragnarok. Uh, no date was set, but it definitely looked far enough into development that we will probably hear a date soon, like twenty twenty three. I'm guessing. Like, like I'm sure there's a date right around the corner because they were trying to hit this year. So I'm pretty sure I I would guess if I had to throw it out there I think we're gonna see holiday next year yeah holiday so, next year is when we're gonna tw- see
2: holiday 2022 yeah I think, yes, that, that's I, nice I, year. I think that that's yeah that's weird right
1: <laughs> we're old um, but yeah I, I think that that's what I'm guessing for it it looks beautiful I actually just downloaded uh, the new God of War uh, the newer God of War onto my You downloaded PS5.
2: God of War, yeah? not the God of War, the first game that came out like 20 years ago. Right. Because I
1: don't like those games. <laughs> those I, were so much I, they were, I tried. Why the, is it still I,
2: Kratos? That dude got his ass handed to him for like years and years I and years. I tried and and the years.
1: original trilogy did not like it. I was like, this is a worse Devil May Cry. And then I wouldn't play Devil May Cry. Now I've had a lot of people recommend to me, hey try the new God of War, vastly different so it is much downloaded. Much more RPG I'm going to give it a shot, and I will report back. Either way, happy for God of War fans. It was a very strong way to close out the show. Like, holy fucking shit.
2: We knew um, Ragnarok was coming. Because now, what was interesting, been, though? It was it leaked or it announced it already. They, they, but said we the like, name, they said that was the name of it. Oh, it uh, the last time we saw a PlayStation thing, they, they just showed God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. That's all we saw, and we were like, oh, cool. So, yeah. And now... that. I feel bad for anybody. I feel bad that you haven't played God of War because they literally spoiled like so much of the story. I'm on board. I'm cool
1: with spoilers. It doesn't bother me. Um, But something that that should be noted, this was actually in the post-show interview with the developer. They stated specifically this will be the final Norse God of War title. So that Mm -hmm. means other God of Wars that will be coming at a later date will be using
2: other mythologies. Kratos is already like 77 years old. Which in Norse times, like a million. I mean, no, he went from Greece. He killed all of them. I killed Zeus, and then now I've gone and killed so many. Where am I going next? Does this dude let him die? Like, <laughs> yeah, just let the man die. <laughs> let let Kratos die. Keep keep Teal, because I'm very bad at the actor's name right now. Mm. I've just got Stargate on my brain. Mm. Keep his voice. Just make him not Kratos. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, So that was kind
1: of the whole show in a nutshell, and I know that I'm here being very expressive because I was super excited about it. I, I think that it was great. But Tony, obviously, you're not a Sony fanboy the way that I am. Uh, what did you think about the showing, the offering that they had today? Because this is they didn't have an E3 show, they didn't have a Gamescom show. This is their
2: yeah. This is the I, I put it as the the title was the this is their fall 2021 lineup yeah. to a degree. These are the games that are, a lot of them were coming out yep. now. Yeah, most of them. Um, this were is coming. the reason why you should be out, buy a PS5. If you can. Right. Or buy an Xbox. If if, if you can. Literally. Right. Literally, both of them are options at this point. Yeah. I kind of wish both of both companies would say that at the end. Of like, just, dude, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying, we're, we're we're trying, trying to, to be nice. We're trying to get more. <laughs> we're trying to work with everybody so everybody can be happy right now. Yeah. um, There were some great titles that were shown off in there. I mean, a lot of it's stuff that we've already seen. Mm-hmm. And... The the, the new things that were shown off, I'm excited for that not all of them are PlayStation exclusives. Yep. I'm happy for the PlayStation exclusives that are PlayStation exclusives. Those look Mm -hmm. like fun and will show off the hardware and should be entertaining. Um, I feel bad that Wolverine's going to be PlayStation exclusive. I don't think it will be. We'll see. Well, no, it's Insomniac, so it has to be. Insomniac, yeah. Yeah, so it has to be. Sony has the license, and that makes me kind of sad because Mm -hmm. I wanted to play the Spider-Man games. I, I'm looking forward to playing the better versions on the PS five mm-hmm. because I know they worked with the controller and they've made the upgrades and it'll be really fun. And Spider-Man two looks cool as shit. Yeah. But I get, I get, I, I still get the whole thing. Like everybody not playing nice. I, I <laughs> wouldn't
1: be surprised. And this is just, throw, this tomorrow, is just so. throwing this out there. When we got the horizon zero dawn, to Forbidden West, yeah, Uh Forbidden West. When that announcement was made, that same day they made the announcement that Horizon Zero Dawn was coming to PC. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if we took the same approach as Spider Man. I would they love said, it if they started. They said, "All right, look, yeah. we give you, we finally get the date for Spider Man." They're like, "By the way, Spider Man on PC."
2: Imagine it would be similar to the way um, CW works with Netflix in the United States mm. when a season of Arrow or Flash or whatever ends. Mm. It's now immediately available. We don't put them up episode by episode, yep. but we are now your instant distribution for yep. the rest of it. And if I had a cool, so the game's done. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing the sequel. Everyone else gets to play the se- the first one. Yeah. I would fucking love it. Sure. If companies would, you know, kind yeah. of get, if, <laughs> would I'm down with it. Nice that's, that way. That's, be great.
1: that's great. If that's, a, if that's I the mean, model, they want to adopt, that that's
2: but... the model that they, that because I would prefer a, Especially just why not make it for everybody first because you're just making me delaying playing a game by like four years.
1: But I think that what they said with Horizon um, Forbidden West, they're shrinking that window. They're not being like, oh, yeah, we're going to make you wait three years. Like, no, it's like, like like six months. Like it's the good. game does look better, like, but they
2: didn't change yeah. too much to make yeah. me so, have to. So I
1: think that the big experiment mm-hmm. here is that in the future we will see cho- Sony change the way that they distribute their games. I think that honestly they're just trying to get to a place where they feel comfortable with doing more PC releases. Once the numbers start coming in, that's that's, that's it. That's game over. The, we live in a capitalist society. Once the numbers come in, they're like, hey, we just sold a million copies of Spider-Man on the fucking PC, they're it's, gonna be like- They've
2: already started seeing yeah. that with Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. A lot of people have bought that game on PC, and they went, cool, I never got to play this because I didn't want to deal with the PlayStation, yep. so, like, Xbox, or I just don't want to play games on my TV or yep. frame rate, whatever the arbitrary reason is, introducing your games to new audiences or an expanded audience isn't a bad idea and i get the we have to have the loyalty behind the first party title thing is i'm kind of pissed that halo infinite isn't coming to sony cuz i would love everybody to be able to play these games right. i love that i can now go play destiny with fucking everybody cuz yeah. crossplay is awesome we'll get this but, <laughs> That's the future, and we know it's the future. Mm-hmm. We're just seeing baby steps along the way. Yeah. What Sony showed me today was some really cool baby steps, and if I had a PS5, some games I might want to play.
1: Okay, and uh, I, you know, we do have a PS5 here in the in the house, and uh, while. Not a lot of people have that option. Um, in fact, specifically, not a lot of people have that option. So sometimes watching these uh, trailers can be a little rough. Like even before, because I only recently got one, um, it was rough because it was like, great, there's a thing that I probably can't play. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of those things that it's just kind of fingers crossed. Uh, I want everybody to be able to get a new console. No matter what console it is you want, I want everybody to get be able to get a new console. Or video card. Co- you know, or video literally co- just, just
2: the ability to play better. We, war, we war will games. get there.
1: But <laughs> in the interim, specifically about the Sony. Conference. I had a blast. I had a smile on my face while I was watching it. There's a lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to. Even the stuff that I'm not looking forward to, like Gran Turismo, looks amazing. The next generation of gaming is going to be awesome. I am totally here for it. Um, but that is everything that we have for the show this week. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to talk to us about any of the games that we talked about today, Tony, where can they find us?
2: Uh, head over to goodnight.gg. That'll redirect you over to our Patreon page where our episodes are posted. You can also join up with us and get behind or one-off episodes that we do. Uh, our next one coming up is going to be on PT and you can hit the us game, up not at, physical training. Just say, so No, it, yeah, it could be on both. We don't, it know. could be on both. Yeah. If I was shooting on YouTube, I'd be doing it. Try, I would be doing a physical training trying episode trying to about the game. PT. The script
1: about these conspiracy theories,
2: theories has me running around a lot. So yeah, you're gonna be running around in circles. Yeah. I'm writing the script for you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can also reach us out at info at goodnight.gg or at gnggcast on Facebook, Twitter. That's the last two. Yeah.
1: Come, come, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> I'm on Twitter all the time. Please speak to me. I'm always bored, especially right now. But until next week, for Tony, this is James for James, this is Tony. Everyone, good night and good game.